everybody, have you heard the news? There's a back-to-school sale at Payless for you. Yeah, they got what you need when the summer ends. Like pencils and notebooks, crayons and pens. Watercolors, bookends, tube socks and shoes. Scissors and erasers, anything you choose. Lunch boxes, pencil boxes, notebook paper, glue, typewriters, calculators, tape recorders too. Even got a scooter, gotta get the best. You gotta get more, but you're gonna pay less. So what's the best part about back-to-school? It's a back-to-school sale at Payless. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, thousands of fathoms beneath the sea, this is the Deep Dive Podcast. All ahead, one third, up scope. Battle stations. Battle stations! Hello, divers, and welcome to another episode of the Deep Dive Podcast. We're so happy you're here. And guess what? It's that time of year again. Autumn is upon us. The air is filled with the scent of pumpkin spice everything. Mm. Spirit Halloween stores are popping up in abandoned Toys R Us locations. Yep. Rest in peace. Mm. And of course, the beginning of another school year. Whether you're a kid dreading the return of the books and bullies, or parents thrilled with not having to entertain your doofus offspring for the next year or Mm. summer, Mm, it's back to school. It's back to school, and back to school season has something for everyone to hate. Isn't that true? (laughs) Hmm. You know, I and see, here's the thing. When you're a kid, you dread going back to school. I know I did. I didn't. Really? I loved the beginning you're of school. Weird. New- <laughs> Sorry. But the, the crisp new uh, stationaries, the brand new pencils, the new erasers, new backpack. I loved the beginning of school. Even in, in college, I loved the beginning of school. I hated it two weeks later, but I loved the beginning. Well, that's you then. Yeah. Uh, in any event... <laughs> My name is Tom Feeney, writer for Wang Shop Movie Magazine, now available on Amazon.com. New issue coming soon. Ooh. Yes, that's right. Finally. And with me as always. I am Manda, co-host extraordinaire, famed beauty and lover of all things dinosaur. But of course, you already knew that. Welcome yes. to episode 29. 29. Yeah, thank you to everyone who's stuck around with us. Yeah. 29 episodes. And you know something, I don't know if you know, but we're just about to crest 1,800 downloads. That's amazing. That's insane. Thank you so wow. much. And I'm responsible for only half of them. <laughs> well, you know, you got to edit things. You go back and listen. Yeah. And you know I mean? yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm not going to hate in those numbers. Yeah. Though that's, that's something, that's not anything to gawk at. No, just no. And stop that, gawking. <laughs> stick that in your it's trapper rude. keeper. And oh, tra- yeah. oh, come on. Trapper, Trapper keepers keeper. were so me. Ma- oh, did you have, ever have Lisa Frank stuff? No, because I'm uh, a dude. <laughs> I love Lisa Frank. Like the, the super like neon dolphins and little bear cubs and, and the unicorns. Oh, my God. There's a fantastic documentary you have to watch about Lisa Frank. It's on YouTube. Oh, my God. So cool. Yeah, I was too busy with my Partridge Family lunchbox. Uh, in any event. How many years ago was that? No, no, we're not. (laughs) Anyways, as we said, back to school. Yes. That is such an amazing topic, but it's a great time of year. We're finally coming into the autumn time Mm, in the upper New England. I just, I hate pumpkin spice, but I love everything else. Oh, yeah. Give me some apple cider instead. Oh, my God. Do you remember when Starbucks did do warm apple cider? Uh, No, I don't, actually. Yeah, they did warm apple cider. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust that. It it, it didn't taste like regular apple cider, but it was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, we got a couple picks for you each, and the theme was back to school. Yes. But as always, we sometimes set boundaries, and we almost always break them. Oh boy, are we. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there weren't too many rules for this one, no. but you know what? I'll let you go first since I did the intro. Yeah, sounds good. Sweet. All right, so... The 1990s, once again, the greatest decade of all time, uh, brought movie lovers one of the most popular recycled plot ideas of all time. And I'm talking about Die Hard on a Blank. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Once the first Die Hard movies made a zillion dollars at the box office and made a superstar out of surly Bruce Willis, everyone wanted a piece of the action movie. Oh, good one. Thank you. The idea of a lone hero taking on terrorists by himself was too good to resist over and over and over again. Let me give you some examples. (laughs) 1993's Cliffhanger. was still this, just alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Die Hard on a Mountain. (laughs) 1992's Under Siege. Oh, yeah. With, uh, what's his name? The fake martial arts guy. Jason David Frank? No, 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 not that fake. No, he's Chuck not. Norris. No, 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 no. Steven Seagal. Steven there you Seagal. go. Steven okay, Seagal. Yeah. That's right. Die that Hard Underwater. Die Hard. Well, Die Hard on a boat. You know, <laughs> so it's great. 1994's Speed, which is Die Hard in a boat. Speed. Oh, oh no, that's it's a bus. Die Hard yeah. on a bus. But there was wait, Speed Two was a boat, right? Speed Two was a boat. Okay, fine. Unless we talk enough. about that, the better. Speed <laughs> was actually a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, Sandra Bullock, rest in peace. Yeah. What? No, 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 just kidding. Don't scare me. Uh, 1992's Passenger 57 (laughs) or Die Hard on a Plane. That was uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, okay. That's right. And by the way, you did not have to see Passenger 56 to understand the plot. Uh, (laughs) And 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 there's a guilty pleasure of mine as well. Uh, 1995's Sudden Death. With the muscles from Brussels himself, Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was Die Hard on Ice, or uh, rather in a professional hockey arena. Wait, wasn't he a kickboxer in that one? No, he was uh, in Sudden Death. He was a fire marshal oh. who was responsible for the hockey arena okay. and got caught up with a terrorist plot to assassinate a president or something like that. Nobody would believe that he was a fire marshal. No, but then nobody believed he's an actor either. Uh, but I'm bummed. Anyway, even... If you think about it, this it, it's still happening. Even the recent movie Skyscraper with The Rock yes. was Die Hard with a prosthetic leg. Uh, I mean, I actually heard that The Rock is the highest paid action star. And you know what? He should be because he, he can is. do it all. He's awesome. He can do drama. He can do comedy. He'll we kick can. my ass if I say bad things about him. It doesn't matter. No, I'm just, just kidding. Yeah, there you go. But that brings me to my first pick, which is one of these... <laughs> movies one of this style of movie mm-hmm. this was an early one in the sort of that sort of entry uh mine is sort of die hard at a prep school this is 1991's toy soldiers Ah, uh, okay yes i've never seen it but i've heard about it this is a really good little action movie that has undeservedly fallen through the cracks and it really deserves better than it deserves the regis school for boys where the country's best families Bring that back here! Send the world's worst students. If you're gonna kick me out, kick me out. I'd make four prep schools in four years. You're trying for the Guinness Book of Records? But these boys are in for a real shock. Fuego! 
If you do not produce my father unharmed, I will begin executing the hostages. I'm sure by now you have discovered who their parents are. Chairman of the Armed Services Committee. Vice Chairman of the Republican Party. What does your father do, William? Contractor. According to this, he owns the third largest construction company in the world. Yeah, he's a contractor. My boys, many of them, they have a real problem with authority. Now, bear with me when I explain this, because the plot is a little bit complicated, all right? So, a Colombian terrorist, (laughs) is how we're starting with this, is trying to free his drug kingpin father from American custody. Okay. The federal judge presiding over the case has a son who attends a private prep school where the troubled kids of rich people and powerful people are sent. So this is not your average prep school. This is a prep school for troublemakers. So it's sort of Uh. half prep school, half juvie. (laughs) So the terrorist, the son, who's named Luis Cali, manages to get into America and take over the school with a group of terrorists, you know? So they take over the school and they keep the students as hostages uh, because apparently the federal judge's son was at this prep school, but what the terrorists didn't know was that they had um, basically taken the federal judge and its family to a safe location. So he wasn't at the school when the terrorists broke in and took over. But the way they figure it, the way the terrorist figures it, there's all these kids of wealthy and powerful people here. So he can pretty much get what he wants if he starts killing kids. Or ransoming them. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, which is kind of what happens. <laughs> this is a violent movie. I'll wow. get into that later. But keep in mind that these are the bad kids. These are the troublemakers, the misfits. Uh, and we start off with Samwise himself, Sean Astin. Oh. Oh. And he's kind of playing against type as kind of the head troublemaker. And so he's Rudy. kind of, the, yeah, he's Rudy, but, you know, bad Rudy. Yeah. Bad Rudy, no. <laughs> Don't do that, bad Rudy. Uh, so he is the lead misfit. Then we have Star Trek's uh, Will Wheaton. Shut up, Wesley. As the son of a powerful mafia boss. And we've got a few other kids there sprinkled in as well. Now, they're going to use any means at their disposal to thwart these terrorists. Sure. Uh, they're, because they, they know the layout of the school. They know where everything is. They, you know, and they're, not, they're used to causing trouble. But now they're going to cause trouble for justice. <laughs> I guess. Uh, you know, that's probably in the trailer somewhere. But now they are going to try to buy enough time for them to be rescued. Right. Uh, you know, when the government comes in and hopefully, you know, takes care of the terrorists and do that. But they're trying to survive and thwart these terrorists at every turn. So, you know, it's kind of like it's a little bit like Home you, Alone. Yeah. I was just going to say like yeah. Home Alone, but with machine guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sounds cute, right? Yeah. Eh, no, it isn't yeah. cute at all. This movie is violent. This is R. And there's like kids getting mowed down by machine guns. You know, there's some pretty intense scenes in this movie. This goes all out. I think it's ironic that they made an R-rated film that kids can't go see. Right. Even though there's kids in the movie. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. I mean, because one of the, uh, for a film like this, one of the best things you can say about it is that you feel like anybody can die at any time. Okay. Because you're like, oh, okay. So, you know, if this person can get killed, maybe everything's on the table here. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you're always like, oh, nothing's going to happen to Tom Cruise. Because, you know, he's the lead. Tom Cruise, yeah. Yeah. So, but this movie, like, ooh, bad things are going to happen to these kids. This is not, they're not fooling around here. This is, you know. As I said, this this movie tends to be somewhat forgotten among all the other 
diehard clones. And that's mm. really, really a shame. Um, there's some really good performances here. Uh, the lead terrorist, the bad guy, is played by an, an actor named Andrew uh, Divoff, who if you don't recognize the name, don't worry, but he was also the Wishmaster in the Wishmaster horror movies. No kidding. He's really good. He's so slimy and evil in this movie. Right. I think in an interview he said himself that it was one of his favorite roles. But uh, yeah, he's he's he, well, he chews the scenery. He's really he's really <laughs> evil in this movie. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's a violent movie, but it's probably one of the best of that type of like diehard clone uh, because you you know once you start once the terrorists are you're like oh this is not going to be a like a you know a prep school this is not dead poet society this is dead kids society yeah. because they're like getting oh ugh. terrorist my terrorist. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Now, the director of this film, uh, a guy named Daniel Petrie Jr., is best known. Yeah. He's best known for writing all of the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Oh, I love those movies. Yeah. And he co-wrote Toy Soldiers along with a screenwriter you might know, a guy named David Kep. Mm, Name sounds familiar. He scripted Jurassic Park. Uh, the original Spider-Man movie back in 2002 with Tobey Maguire wrote that. I still like that movie. And the first Mission Impossible film. I don't remember that. But yeah, so this was, there's some good talent behind this film. Yeah. And it also has two of my favorite actors of all time, Louis Gossett Jr. as the dean mm. and uh, the uh, late lamented Arlie Ermey, who okay. was the, plays the drill sergeant in pretty much every movie. He was like, you know, oh, full metal yeah. jacket. Yes, and he was yes, like the army, yes. one of the army men in Toy Story yep, and all that. Yep. So yeah. So he was really good in that as well. Now it does feel, this movie does feel at times to be a little formulaic. But right. that's because it was following a formula. Right. But just keep in mind that back in 1991, that formula was still being perfected. Right. So it didn't really, you know, they were sort of toying around with it, but it, it got more perfected later on by the, those other movies that I mentioned. So, you know, and, and it's a film that if you think about it, it could never be made today because of our current environment, our current culture. I was just going to mention that. Oh, my God. Yeah, with school shootings. And it's just... Uh, yeah, there's spiders in there. I don't yeah, know. Um, but yeah, you could never make this film you today. With the violence, yeah, violence against children, yeah. like teenagers and stuff, with the guns and everything. It just could not be made today. So mm-hmm. when you're watching this film, it's like you know, uh, films, other films like it, like Red Dawn. You're like, oh, right, oh. yeah. So, but it is very, very uh, entertaining. So, yeah. I would say if you're looking for a solid action movie that delivers on pretty much every level, with the acting and the suspense and the tension and all that. Definitely, definitely check out Toy Soldiers. So I got some numbers. And they're kind of ridiculous. It gets only a 6.6 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database, which I guess is okay, but I think it deserves better than that. And only a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I completely think is unfair. Yeah, well, I mean, given the subject again, I don't know. Maybe so, maybe so. But if you want to see Toy Soldiers, and I do recommend it, it is available right now for free on the Crackle Streaming oh. service, once again, like a like a candy bar, uh, and for rental for three dollars and ninety nine cents on iTunes, but a better bargain at two dollars and ninety nine cents on Vudu, and that's my pick, Toy Soldiers. Nice, yeah. good one. Thank you. Do they play that song, Toy Soldiers? Right by, by Martika. No. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, good pick. Yeah, I, I'm not at all surprised that you went like gory and blood and violence and all that. But why? But why? I'm so That's nice. Just your thing. Such a nice person. So mine <laughs> is a little bit different. Okay. So I decided that when I was thinking about back to school, I wanted to, to 
bring up something that would be very applicable to my genre, something that came out of my childhood that I still really enjoy. So I came up with the TV series. Oh. Yeah. Ever watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, I have heard of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, it's almost like like the kids' Twilight Zone or it, something. It really was. It yeah. really was. For, so for like the early '90s, it was a pretty big deal. That and Goosebumps. Yes, Goosebumps was awesome. Oh, I I used to collect all the books. Uh, my favorite one was uh, Say Cheese and Die, and then Say Cheese and Die Again. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Those are R.L. Stein books. But in any case, um. So I was thinking about it, and there's this one episode that has always stuck out with me for, I mean, at least now 20 years. Oh, wow. So this episode is called The Tale of the Hatching. The Tale of the Hatching. Now, if you don't know the premise of Are You Afraid of the Dark, basically these kids, a group of friends would get together, they'd sit around a campfire, and they would tell stories. Sometimes stories would make you f- afraid. Sometimes they would have like a really nice plot twist, and you're like, oh, that's a happy ending, blah, blah, blah. But this one, kind of creepy. And it also is a uh, precursor to my second pick. So I think my second pick stole it from this. But in any case, so it's called The Tale of the Hatching. Now, um, the basic premise here is that a young brother and sister attend the same boarding school, which is weird because I thought it was either a boy school or a girl school. It's kind of weird. But in this case, it's a very creepy dark mansion. And the brother and sister, they hate it. They don't want to be there. They Mm. don't make any friends, all that fun stuff. So they attend the boarding school and they go to the normal classes and they make a couple of friends. And then, you know, things start happening weird things start happening and they can't explain it there's like some green goo they find on a wall kind of like when you know they the water in harry potter when they follow it and they find uh, mrs norris all petrified and stuff Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that and then they find some writing on the wall and things just kind of progress to get really creepy then they find out that the school has a basement mm-hmm. and not just a basement but like a underground super underground basement no never good so they never it's never good right so they go down there because you know kids dare them to sure, and it's a giant pool and you know those those scenes or those directors and movies what they try to do is they have like a, a, a lights inside the pool so you can see the light coming from the pool yes. and then they have like a fog machine or something yeah like steam yes and it sets the mood right away and you're like this is creepy what is this mm. so um, they're kind of walking around and, and they, and they, they kind of, all right, I don't like this. This is creepy. You know, I want to get out of here. And by the way, it's set like a, um, like in the 1920s, thirties. And oh, I guess wow. back then, um, it was not uncommon for schools to have giant pools in their gymnasiums. Like that's not something I grew up with. Like my high school did not have a pool, but like, apparently this is a big thing and like activities were huge, like water polo, swimming, and all that fun stuff. It's a really old boarding school. Actually, it reminds me of that mental hospital in Danvers, Massachusetts. Do you know about that one? They turned recently into like um, like condos and stuff. No. The, uh, I can't remember. But the, the company that made them is called the Avalon Company. I'll, I'll think about it. Oh, the Danvers State Mental Hospital. That's what it is. <laughs> in any case. All right, then. It's supposedly haunted. Um, so they go down there, and they find what appear to be just these rocks. But turns out, guess what? They're eggs eggs and Uh-oh. and and they happen to be covered in that same creepy green goop and they're like okay this 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 is weird something weird's going on and then you know the the story progresses the episode progresses and then eventually these things start hatching <laughs> and what sprouts up with these tiny little aliens and then aliens are taking over and then guess what the you don't know if like this person is an alien and like in disguise as like a human person. It, it was, it was really huh. creepy. Like it was really, you can see how it's sliding into my second one, but like, um, 
basically the story ends with them uh, escaping the boarding school. And it was really scary for a 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> sounds was, like it. It was very dark. And believe it or not, it is the highest rated episode of the entire series. Really? The entire series. Wow. It is uh, season two, episode 12, or maybe of the entire season, but I really think it's a whole series. Um, <laughs> IMDb gives it a 9.2. That's impressive. That's, it's insane, right? Um, Metacritic didn't have it. Rotten Tomatoes gives the entire series uh, an 8.7. But basically, this episode, again, part of season two, episode 12, it it oh, it stuck with me. And this actually was a long-running show from 1990 to 2000. Yeah. So it was like 10 years on the air. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's back-to-school themed. It's creepy. And I also used to have nightmares about it real so, nightmares yes because like i imagine going down to the basement of my high school and finding like aliens and stuff oh plot twist if i didn't already mention some of the teachers were actually aliens and they were laying eggs oh ew. yeah it was gross bad enough they're teachers yeah it was just gross um so i already gave you a score from imdb i am giving it a 9.0 pretty high up that's there. That's impressive. Because that's it, a lot. It has stuck with me. Wow. And you know, good things and bad things stick with you. But one of the, the key elements of, I guess, good writing is that it sticks with you. Whether it's a bad movie or hmm. a good movie, yeah. you remember it. And I will always recall this movie, I think. Interesting. Um, so where can you see it? So you can buy the individual episodes through the iTunes store. Um, I believe they're $2.99 each. But if you really, really want to get the whole experience, buy the entire set. You can get seasons one through three, I think, in a in a sort of box set. I'm doing quotations here because it's mm-hmm. uh, online. Um, but it's for like $49. So it's totally worth it. Um, you can also buy them um, in like local movie like bull moose for example if you have that or fye those kind of things um this episode is available on youtube as of right now but it's got pieces cut out of it i think to avoid copyright yeah um but so worth watching wow it, yeah it, it <laughs> back to school right there you go there you go very nice thank you okay yeah. <laughs> right. so my second pick is to no one's surprise if you listen to this podcast <laughs> very very obscure oh good Now, one of the most popular action movie stars in the entire world, and I'm saying entire world on purpose. Bruce Lee? No. You're you're in the same general vicinity. Jet Li? No, but you're in the same general... Patrick Swayze? No, but you're not in the same general vicinity. (laughs) You're getting much colder. Uh, Steven Seagal? No, no, no. You were much closer with... uh, Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee and Jet Li. Don't know. Let me start over. One of the most popular (laughs) action movie stars in the entire world is Jackie Chan. Oh, yes. 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 Now, he made his mark by not only being an incredible martial artist and performing amazing and very dangerous stunts in his movies, but also by being a very gifted physical comedian. He's a nice guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. It depends who you talk to, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Jackie's life before he became an international movie star is even more amazing. When he was around five years old, his parents sent him to live at what was called a Peking Opera School in mainland China. These schools trained children in martial arts, acrobats, acrobatics, singing, and dancing. And he was there for 10 years. So my second pick is called Painted Faces. This is a dramatization of what life was like at a Peking opera school for these kids. It was brutal, 
Seriously, it was brutal. This was like no school you have ever seen. It was more like uh, if you've seen Kill Bill Volume 2, where Uma Thurman is, Uma Thurman is being trained by Master Pai Mei. Yes, yes. Basically, these children were brutalized daily. Ooh. The training was painful, and it was from early morning to late at night. Failure was punishable by caning. Perfection was expected always. These kids were basically put through the ringer. They lived at the school. They were not fed a lot. They were, you know, the, the, the accommodations were pretty poor. But for, you know, certain, uh, certain kids, their parents could not afford to, you know, to, to have them, to keep them, to, you know, to keep them alive. So right. you know, this was one option to send them to a Peking opera school where they would learn to be performers and give performances. So that was his life for 10 years. Now, see, this can be a, this movie can be a little hard to watch because little kids get hit. Right. Yeah. And go through what looks like torture Ooh. at times. Ooh. But this is not a documentary. This is just is really a fascinating glimpse into a truly different world. Right. As bad as these kids seem to have it, they were better off living at the school than many others in China living in abject poverty at the time. So keeping that context in mind does help. But it's still hard to believe that places like this existed. But it turned Jackie Chan and several of his schoolmates into international superstars. So you can argue that it was all for the best, um, but, you know, he endured it. He was probably their best student mm. and went on, you know, to be a multimillionaire and beloved by millions of people. So, right. you know, the results were there, I suppose. So you can say that. Um, now, the China Drama Academy, uh, which is the Peking Opera School where Jackie Chan attended, because that's basically Peking Opera School is sort of a general uh, name for a group of different schools. Right. So that uh, drama academy is still operating, but the brutal treatment that he and his schoolmates endured is no longer part of the curriculum. Good. They don't do that anymore. Good, good, good. Uh, but if you're interested in a truly fascinating look at how these schools operated and how they produced some truly amazing performers, you got to check out Painted faces it is uh it really is a remarkable look into a different culture yeah and you know a lot of it is like it's like cringe a little cringy because you know you feel for these poor kids and what they're going through right of course but they they learn to be absolutely incredible right um so if you want to check this out it is actually uh on netflix with a subscription of course uh it got a seven it gets a seven out of ten on the internet movie database and it does not have any rotten tomatoes score gotcha okay so painted faces on netflix sounds really good. interesting stuff so yeah that's my second pick that sounds good yeah. you know what my next guest was going to be after jackie chan uh who george takei uh okay well you know uncle george uncle george it's okay to be takei okay then. yeah that's great <laughs> yeah so my second pick i'll be honest i I think this is showing my age. You know how we joke about you showing your age all the time? Um, Wait, we do? <laughs> when is that? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. It must be my it's age. Alzheimer's. Can we get... <gasps> uh, anyways, um, this 
is me showing my age. I had never heard of this movie before. And I don't really think it's actually that obscure. But to me, it was really funny because I had I had thought that I was going to do the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode and it just kind of kicked in with it. I was like, I have to do it now. So my film, oh, and by the way, it was a suggestion from my youngest brother. So okay. shout out to my brother Ian. All right. Um, it's from 1998 and it's called The Faculty. The Faculty, I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that because that is basically the same plot. The same plot. plot, exactly. The same plot. So aliens have just been setting us up over the years with their E.T. and our Men in Black movies just so that nobody would believe it if it really happens. I think so. These students are starting to suspect their teachers are from another planet. Sit down. They're after me. Guess what? Now we're going to have some fun. They're right. Aliens are taking over the school. But we can stop it. The Faculty. This is weird. Rated R. In theaters everywhere, Friday, December 25th. So I'm not going to hash it over people, but it's got some pretty mainstream actors. I mean, Josh Hartnett's in it. Um, The kids are at a school. Things are happening. It's a high school and it's like in Middlesburg, Ohio, something like that, something far out. And, you know, again, these weird things start happening and they, they, they basically come to discover that guess what? The teachers are not human. They're not human. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And, and. Well, give oh, them a break. They're teachers. Let's, yeah, I know. Fair enough. Support teachers. Um, Actually, I think Elijah Wood's in this movie too. But either way, either way, it's um it's a horror science fiction film. So mm-hmm. it's got obviously some nerdy science stuff in it, but it's also really scary. When I watched it uh, two nights ago for the first time, I was kind of like, this is really creepy. Even though it's like a 20-year-old movie, I was kind of creeped out by it. Um, anyways, again, it's just the same kind of plot. So teachers are aliens. They have to kill the aliens. Also, there's this whole thing about like what's different from, of course, the Are You Afraid is that it's uh, an adult movie, right? There's this one thing that can kill the aliens and it's like it's like a like a drug or one of the kids takes medication something like that and so he starts like passing it out and one girl doesn't take it and they were like you we know you're an alien so it it yeah it's just creepy so um i was gonna go more into it but really that that's kind of basically it yeah. i will tell you though <laughs> it, it was apparently a really big hit it grossed like 40 point something million dollars the box office I don't know if a hit is the right yeah. word, but like it was popular for what it was. It was. It yeah. was. You know what I mean? Um, and it was kind of like one of those things where y- people who watched it loved it immediately. People who were like, yeah, I could watch it later on and I could red box it 20 years in the future. Right. It, it didn't really, it didn't settle with him. Um, but it, it, it wasn't really a long movie. It was about an hour and 20 minutes or so. Not too, too long. Um, IMDb gives it a 6.5. So it's not like it's super high rated up there, but I got to tell you, there's like 105,000 reviews. It's entertaining. That's the thing. Like there are some funny and comedic parts of it because at the very base level, it's kids in a high school. Right. So like there's that weird goth chick that no one talks to. Oh, by the way, it's like the breakfast club but science fictiony horror type deal. Because you've got like the goth chick who doesn't talk to anybody and they're like, oh, are you an alien? Blah, blah, blah. But then she falls in love with like the main heartthrob and it, it, it's just a whole thing. Yeah. Um, Metacritic gives it a 61. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 73. So like it was, it was pretty mm-hmm. high up there with them. I, I didn't like love it. But I'll give it like a 6.5. It's a good time waster, if nothing it, else. Yeah, it wasn't like my favorite like alien trope is like, you know, aliens in disguise trope, I should say. Because, of course, that is like encompassing of so many movies. 
aliens in disguise like oh what's that in disguise it's a plane no it's aliens mm-hmm. um uh but it's certainly worth watching you can currently right now rent it on itunes for 3.99 you can buy it for 12.99 it's also free right now on the horror app uh shout factory oh it's yeah called, i yes. love shout factory so it's, it's good stuff yeah they some weird stuff yeah um, but it. this is like one of the main hot titles mm-hmm. so it's available there ad free for a little while um but yeah i i hadn't watched it before so i figured it was worth bringing up because i'm pretty sure there are some folks who listen to this podcast are of my age and so it was like a weird thing to me too so check it out it's my second pick and i've got some honorable mentions yeah go, go yeah. for it the only one i have actually i have i have one okay yeah yeah the craft have you ever seen that? The craft. The craft was. Did they good. remake that, or they, are they? I think they're in the process of remaking it. Yeah. I, yeah. Because is Nev don't. Campbell still alive? Yes. Um, Why wouldn't I, she be? I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know how old she is. It's Faruza Balk who probably isn't anymore. Oh but. yeah, she was. She's creepy. Yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> but uh, the craft is a really good one. Um, any real like teenage movie has usually some school element in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even Spider Man, like you were saying, I think. Sure. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's so whatever. Also, um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, that's pretty much it. But The Craft is a good movie. The Craft is a yeah. good movie, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that. I did. I did as well. Yeah. I thought it was, for what it was, I thought it was very entertaining and well done. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't like necessarily watch a remake and be all like, eh, yeah, but you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. So those are my two picks. Yeah. Very I loved cool. my first one better than the second one, yeah. but that's just the nature of these things. It is, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> this brings us to a very momentous occasion right ooh, now. Ooh. So on our next dive, yep. we begin our Yee. exciting second season. Season two. That's right. Will there be surprises? Will we try new things? Will I have a new co-host? Uh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I, I, let me just erase that. Hold on. Just, <laughs> where where oh, do these questions come from? I, I didn't write this. I didn't yeah. write this. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how they got there. So we're finally going to get a producer. Are and we? That's good. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get a producer, and it's going to be awesome. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. There's no, no money in the budget no, for that. No, of course not. Who's paying for that? Yeah. <laughs> There's no, no, no money no. in general. No, 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 no. Unless no. we want to get some sponsors, and that would be lovely for our second season. Hashtag sponsor us. Be sure to remember to listen and uh, check out Podbean, their Instagram, because mm-hmm. they're going to be featuring us for about a week. That's right. At the end of September. That's right. Um, and it's going to lead really well into our second season. Some cool audio clips, and it's just going to be really awesome. They're a great platform. It is. Yes, they are. They're a great yeah. platform. They're they very good to us. us. Yeah. They do. They do. So join us for every single week in October. Yeah. We're going weekly in October Ooh. because it's, we're so excited to kick off season two. <laughs> so please, please, please. Join us, subscribe, as we present a weekly barrage of Halloween horror Yes, throughout the month of October. It's going to be a Shocktoberfest. Shocktober. So I didn't make that up. So if it's trademarked, I'm very sorry. No. So yes, there will be blood. (laughs) There will be gore. There will be all of those fun things. Pumpkins. And maybe some apple bobbing. Oh, it's very wholesome. It is. It is nice. Yes. Yeah, I love so that now place. is actually the perfect time to subscribe and get on board the runaway freight train. That is the Deep Dive Podcast. <laughs> so- Visit our website, thedeepdivepodcast.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our line of t-shirts. They're our merchandise. awesome. They're guaranteed to cover parts of your body. They're comfortable? Yes. They're, if you, if you they're made them. of like wearable material. Some sort of cloth, yeah, I believe. Cloth. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, with words and things we on it. We talked about human skin for the Halloween editions, but it's hard to get that imported, you know? It really is. Yeah. The cost ugh, ugh. and the paperwork. Mm, yeah. The red tape is not very good with that. <laughs> So seeing as how this is the 
final episode of season one. Yes, it is. I would like to personally thank my incredible co-host, Manda. Aww. I cannot imagine doing this podcast without you. Aww. Mostly because I lack imagination. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, you know, it was pretty much, uh, it was pretty much your uh, idea to get this whole thing started. Uh, and it has been a great year, a great season. It's been a and year. It has been just about a year since we, wow. since we, it's at least a year until we started working on this. Yeah. Uh, and it's still this good. <laughs> so uh, I just want to say thank you. Aw. Uh, and of course, uh, thanks to everyone who listens to this little dog and pony show. <laughs> Uh, the feedback we get makes it all worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So please, please keep sending us suggestions, you know, yep. ideas, ways to make us better. Yep. And I don't know if you have any final words or thoughts. I was going to say thank you to you too. Oh. Yeah, because you know what? You're a great co-host. You're funny, you're smart, and you know a lot more about this stuff than I do. And so it makes my comedic humor just that much better. Thank you. Yeah, that was kind of like a compliment, but also like a like a praise for me. Yeah, I, I yeah. got that. Yeah, I got cool. That. I totally yeah, understood yeah. that one. <laughs> that was good. Um, yes, thank you to everybody who's listened and subscribed. We really, really appreciate it. We obviously do this for fun, um, but it means the world to us. It really does, it does. that you're listening and yeah. you're providing that feedback. If you feel like you want to email us, you can go ahead and email us at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also on our website, you'll find links to our social medias. We're pretty active on Instagram. Um, so send us a message and we'll certainly reply. Uh, we do post when we release new shows. Um, so, you know, look forward to that um but everyone who's given me any kind of feedback any praise any like critical uh responses i just want to thank you so much because it just it really uh propels us to keep going with this and you know for something that is as quote-unquote obscure Mm. as a podcast especially a podcast about movie reviews yeah not enough of those right it's really humbling to see the small sort of community we've built so um stay tuned for season two we're gonna have a lot more cool features coming we're really looking on to get some more integration with you guys mm-hmm. um we're thinking about live streaming it's it's gonna be some really cool stuff down the pipeline so um thank you to tom thank you to all our friends uh who've supported us thanks to my husband who doesn't mind me spending time every week to do mm-hmm. this and he has to microwave his own dinners oh that's terrible and, you know i'm just you uh, know i just crack the whip once in a while poor Dwayne. Yeah. Also, I'm. What? (laughs) Did you just. Oh, man. Yeah. What did I say? I think you called him Dwayne. No, I didn't. Dwayne Johnson. No, I did not. I was thinking of The Rock. Yeah. That's because our last episode, you remember we did The Hackers? I was thinking of Dwayne Johnson. What? What? No, I wasn't thinking Never mind. That at all. We just, it just, it, anyways, oh. stay tuned. Season two is going to be awesome. Uh, all sub, um, excuse me, all October we're going to do like weekly episodes, yes. and we're going to do different genres of horror. That's right, because you know horror isn't just one thing. It There's is a not. spectrum, people. Oh boy. So we're going to try. <laughs> we're going to try. Yes. And make some rules and stick by them for this. Eh, yeah. I mean, maybe. well, well, eh, we well, never really stick by them. Yeah. But anyways, I'm pretty good. This is going to be. Uh, this is going to be fun. And uh, thank you for one year. Thank you all. Thank you, Manda. And for all of us here at Studio D. Oh. I'm Tom Feeney. Well, we'll see you next season. See you later. Special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and EchoCraft for our amazing theme music. Links to both artists can be found on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.podbean.com. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 
The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. And since I am finished here, sir, may I point out that... Shut up, Wesley.